Welcome, welcome, welcome to the four, are we, fourth episode? Is it yeah. fourth? fourth episode? Fourth. The lucky fourth. And you know what? This is the first episode that we have all four of us. Look at that. Fourth episode. All four of us here. One place. What a fucking kawinky dink we got there. Peace, Schmitty. First of all, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Happy to be here. So what we do here whenever we have a new guest, uh, you're not first a guest. First time that's happened, by the way. You're, you're, you're a co-host. So what we do is first Making we say our history. first name. We say our first name, our favorite team, and then our favorite fact about the Dewey Decimal System. And then two truths and a lie. <laughs> my favorite fact about the Dewey Decimal System is that it was first published by Melville Dewey in 1876. What's the first name? Melville? Melville. That's the stupidest Melville. name I've ever heard. It's not trash, the man. He came up with a terrific system for organizing books. It's obsolete. Yeah. It, it obsolete. Yeah. No. <laughs> kind of like the Giants' offense. Wow. Okay. As you can see against, I'm, I'm peace mini against my Steelers D. You saw that uh, Giants' offense the other day. Yeah. Um. I I can see I'm getting gained up on already. Uh, <laughs> this should anyway, be fun. We're, yeah, we're going to go through our week two slate of games. Uh, and first of all, let me just let me just say. If you listen to our podcast of week one predictions, and I just want to say it is very hard to pick the spread for just for any week. Week one is always a very, very big challenge because you don't know how these teams are going to look, especially given there's really no off seasons given to COVID. We fucking sucked. We were fucking horrible, guys. I mean, Connor was Some of us that. sucked more than others. Some of, uh, per- personally, personally, I, I got absolutely shit on. I got OBJ'd. I don't know how long I'm going to keep doing some OBJ jokes. I don't know. That's just funny to me. I feel like I've made one every episode of this podcast so far. Yeah. I went 5-10-1. Connor went 7-8-1. Gavin went six nine and one. So Peachman, you're going to join us for our week two slate of games. You unfortunately oh, missed undefeated. Out. Still undefeated. Uh and you know what? I, I would be very optimistic for you. I would do anything to be undefeated right now. Even if it meant I had zero wins. So you're you're doing great so far, sweetie. I I just keep getting worse. Yesterday I lost. Gavin and Connor both took Cincinnati plus six and six and a half. I took Cleveland favorite six and a half points and i had the game in the fucking bag up until the fucking end where joe burrow throws a garbage time touchdown to tyler boyd who which might have saved a few fantasy weeks this week with the tyler boyd touchdown other than that it did nothing it did nothing but hurt me and my record because i'm now 5 11 and 1 other than that let's go for let's just review that game who wants to go first? Connor, I'll go I'll go to you. How how do you think that game went? So, obviously, I mean, Gerald Burrow threw 61 times in that game. The fact that they're asking a rookie quarterback in his second career start to throw the ball 60 times, I think tells you all you need to know about the Bengals, which is that they do not have a great supporting cast. Their offensive line was getting just destroyed by the Browns. They have no protection up front. And A.J. Green, who's on my fantasy team and who I share a last name with, Looked like he was 94 years old. He was just absolutely shut down by Denzel Ward in that game, which is a very concerning thing for me because I had faith in A.J. Green. Um, I'm sorry about going into a little A.J. Green rant, but 
You know, I thought the Browns did what they had to do. They got the win. I think that Joe Burrow is going to be a really good quarterback in this league, but he's going to have a really tough first couple of years with that terrible Bengals cast around him. Hushmini, I'm going to, I'm going to go to you to get your first analysis of our podcast. Go go for it. How do you think the Browns and or the Bengals looked? Um, uh, hard to say because they were playing each other, and I personally think they were both trash teams. I said this to Chris yesterday. He's I a think, Steelers fan, in case you guys are wondering. I think, um, what's his name? Baker looked really good last night because he played a really bad Cincinnati D. But I don't think he's as bad as last week against the Ravens because he played a really good Ravens D. So I think Baker, somewhere in the middle, I'm still iffy on him. Joe Burrow, I thought, looked really good um, in his second game. As Connor said, threw over 60 passes. That's insane. Um, but I thought that Joe Burrow looked good. The rest of Cincinnati, as we all expected, nothing special. Gavin, what more do you have to add on it? Well, I mean, if you're a Chargers fan, you should really be scared, um, considering, you know, the Browns dunked on this Bengals defense, put up 34 points, and the Chargers struggled in every aspect of doing anything um, last Sunday. So, um, I would just, if you're a Chargers fan, go ahead and say a prayer for this week when you get fucking curb stomped by the Chiefs. So... But other than that, you guys pretty much covered it. Baker looks like maybe he's going back on course, and um, Joe Burrow looks promising. I'm I'm excited for his future. So, so my takeaways from this game were, were one, fucking big oof for the Chargers. Everything you said right there. They're playing the they're playing the Chiefs this week, and the line is pretty big. Uh, I believe it's eight and a half or nine and a half. Can't remember. I'm taking the fucking Chiefs. All, all, all fucking day. I'm taking them. We'll get to that. I'll say why, even even though you probably don't even need to know why, because they're the fucking Chiefs. My takeaways from this game is Baker looked good for the most part. He didn't really, like, in the first half, he looked awesome. Second half, he didn't really have to do much because they were winning, and they just ran the ball the entire time. They ran for 215 rush yards, three touchdowns, 6.1 yards per attempt. Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, 10 carries, 86 yards. This was the Kevin Stefanski offense that we all really wanted to see from the Browns. Just great blocking up front. Baker looked more comfortable than any game he's had since really his rookie year, even though he still, there were plays in the second half that I noticed where he was fading away a little bit on passes in the pocket where there was no real pressure. I think he's just so used to pressure being in his face where he just kind of felt like he needed to, even though he didn't. And Odell looked fucking good. He had the yards after the catch. He fucking burned William Jackson on that double move. But everything you guys said, really perfect. Uh, A.J. Green, three catches on 13 targets. He he looks old. Offensive line for the Bengals fucking stinks. Uh, Zach Taylor stinks. This is kind of a point that I made last week about, or last episode about rookie head coaches and number one draft picks. I don't understand what's, why is it that you stick with your rookie head coaches like last year? Like I, I know the Bengals were bad last year, but Zach Taylor didn't help. Like you see the Miami Dolphins and Brian Flores, they're supposed to go 0 16 and then they don't because Brian Flores just seems like a damn good coach. Zach Taylor adds nothing to this team. And I'm scared for Joe Burrow because I think he's going to be really, really good. But he's on the fucking Bengals. Moving on. We, we, 
we got to go into this week week's slate of games. Again, I lost that Browns game. Gavin and Connor won. I'm a fucking idiot. I hate myself too. Atlanta going against the Dallas Cowboys. Atlanta goes into Dallas. Dallas Cowboys are four and a half point favorites. I'm going to kick it off to our resident Cowboys fan, Connor Green. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by saying I'm going to take the Cowboys. And then I'm going to have a little bit of a freak out for probably a minute and a half, two minutes. So I know take it's only time. week two. And you try not to panic early in the season. But I'm not going to lie. When I saw the headline that Tyron Smith missed practice and is going to be questionable heading into week two, I couldn't help but panic. I mean, he is a key part of their offensive line. This is a, an offensive line that is seemingly deteriorating before our eyes. They had to start a undrafted rookie right tackle week one against the Rams and Terrence Steele because Lyle Collins is on the injured reserve list. Smith might not play this week. Connor Williams isn't that good. He got manhandled by Aaron Donald. Zach Martin doesn't look quite as dominant as he used to. And if the Cowboys can't protect Dak Prescott and if they can't make holes for Ezekiel Elliott to run through, this Cowboys team is significantly worse. So I'm beginning to potentially panic about my prediction of the Cowboys winning the NFC East. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this game. And I think Dak Prescott, this is going to be the game where he is going to have to prove that he's worth a big money contract. Gavin, a lot of what Connor said is true, or at least it makes sense as to why a Cowboys fan would want to panic right now. Sure. How do you feel this game's going to go? Okay, well, I think that um, a performance last week that got overlooked, um, perhaps because it came in a loss, um, was Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan lit it up last week. Like he threw for like four, over 400 yards and which just looked really good, even though he lost. That's because the, the Falcon secondary is also absolute garbage. Um, so I think this is going to be kind of a high scoring game. Cause I think Dallas's secondary is kind of trash, but so is the Falcons. Um, and, you know, as far as Connor talking about how he's panicking that Tyron Smith is on, you know, he's questionable. I think, I guess if that's the case, you've been panicking for the better half of, you know, Tyron Smith's career, considering he lives on the questionable list every week going into, going into the games, but um, not in his youth. No, not in his youth, but we're a little past, a little past his youth at this point. He, him and Jason Peters, man, they really just take turns. <laughs> but um, so it, it's tough, man, because I think that, this is a must-win game for Dallas, and it's week two. But if you have all this hype coming into this season, and you start the season zero and two, you know, you know. Granted, the Eagles lost, so that really helped you out. And I don't know, you know, we'll get to the Eagles pick later, but they have a tough matchup this week against the Rams. Um, you know, man, four and a half, I think, is a little. I think this is going to be a three or four point game. So I'm going to pick the Falcons. So. You're picking the Falcons. You said Matt Ryan looked really good. My question is for that, how much of that was Matt Ryan, which don't get me wrong, I like Matt Ryan. I actually love Matt Ryan. I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks of our generation. But with that said, how much of last week was really Matt Ryan or how much of it was really kind of, they just got down so early against the Seahawks to where it was just kind of like a lot of garbage time bullshit. It could be, it could be but I still think that 
all right, let's let's throw let's act like last week didn't happen and just on paper the Dallas secondary going against Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones, you know, I mean, and I, I get that on the other side, there's also the Dallas, you know, trio wide receivers, probably the best in the league going against, you know, the Falcons trash secondary. That's why I think it's going to be a shootout. And, you know, I think that, um, I am not saying, I don't really know who's going to win, but I still think that it's going to be less than a four and a half point game. So that's why I picked the Falcons. So Schmitty, what, what do you see going on in this game? Um, I agree with Gavin. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I do think it'll be a shootout. I do think the Cowboys end up winning this game, but I don't think they end up winning by much. So, I have a few concerns here, and I keep going back and forth, and I feel like that's the case with a lot of games. Atlanta's defense is fucking trash. It is. Last week, obviously one week, they're 30th in the NFL in yards per play given up. Last week, they gave up five whole touchdowns. The defense was so bad last week. This is, this is really going to put a light bulb to all your heads. They were so bad. They forced Pete Carroll to let Russ cook. Pete Carroll complained after the game saying, I hated our game plan. I hated the fact we didn't get to run the ball more. Chris Carson deserves more than seven carries. But they were so fucking bad, Pete Carroll actually let Russ cook. So the Cowboys... Pete Carroll is, but... Yeah, it's just... No, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's more of a Pete Carroll problem and more of how good Russell Wilson is. But Dallas also, they have issues too. Leighton Van Der Esch broke his collarbone. Tyron Smith is a game-time decision. Mari Cooper might be a game-time decision. Blake Jarwin tore his ACL. Blake Jarwin tore his fucking ACL. I have no idea how to really feel about this game. But I feel like Atlanta can get the offense going enough. And actually, I wrote the stat down. Tyron Smith, I believe I count this correctly, they are the Cowboys are seven and five. With, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, I kind of right seven and five without Tyron Smith in the lineup. But I believe three or four of those were week 17 games that just didn't matter. So, the, he is such a key part of that offense. And Lael Collins already being on the IR, this is going to be a tough game for Dallas, but it also is a game in which. They're playing the Falcons, and the Falcons don't have a pass rush anyway. But I do say, see Grady Jarrett making a little bit of an impact. I'm going to take Atlanta with the points. Moving on to Buffalo and Miami. I have nothing to really fucking say about this game. Fuck this game. Fuck the Bills. Fuck Brian Fitzpatrick for fucking me over last week. Keep going. You guys got it. Take it away. What's the, uh, what's the spread on this one? You're gonna make me talk about it. Uh, five and a half points. Buffalo's favored. Well, yeah, okay. Um, fuck. You know, I think that the, what Sean McDermott's doing is good. Um, in terms of okay, we have a limited quarterback in terms of accuracy. Which, you know, say what you want about Josh Allen. Last week, you know, yeah, he had some bad throws, but he also he was you know he scored he put up points like he he did made that offense look competent and whether and that was Josh Jets. Allen or huh yeah yes yes I know but this is also the Dolphins right so they 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 lost to a team 
that threw for 155 yards last week and ran like seven offensive linemen at a time with Cam Newton, you know. So I think that the Bills are going to win. Um, I, you know, uh, fuck, five and a half. I'll, I'll pick. I'll pick the Bills. I just. I can't. I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, what he threw like what? How many picks did he throw last week? A lot, right? So three. Yeah. So I mean, then again, we could be in line for a Ryan Ryan Fitzmagic week. But I mean, I'll just. I'll take the Bills. I think that their offense is good enough, and Sean McDermott is smart enough to uh to beat the to be the Dolphins. So I'm gonna take them. Hey Schmitty, how do you feel about this game? Um, I, again, agree with Gavin. I'm sorry, Chris. You're going to hate something. Josh Allen has another amazing game, as he did last week against the horrible Jets. He's not going to look great, but he's going to put up numbers, and he's going to win them the game by a lot. By a lot? Connor, he said by a lot, and, you know. <laughs> That's, wow. So, I'm going to disagree with you, too. Five and a half points is a lot of points, and I think you touched on this, Gavin. Josh Allen is a limited quarterback. This is a division matchup. I don't think this is going to be – I think this is going to be a pretty close game. I trust my boy Byron Jones on the Dolphins' defense to uh, make life a little bit harder for Josh Allen than he had it against the Jets. He only gave up one catch last week. Yeah, but Cam Newton, yeah. Didn't throw a lot. 17 times. Yeah, he did run. So there's a caveat there. I'm a a big Byron Jones believer, so – I think he's gonna. I think the Dolphins' defense is probably better than the Jets' defense. I think this is gonna be a close game. I'm gonna take the Dolphins if you're giving me five and a half points. I guess I'll go. <laughs> so let's hear it. The, Sean McDermott's a really good coach. <laughs> Tre'Davious White's a really good corner, and I think he's gonna pick off Ryan Fitzpatrick maybe once or twice. I feel like I understand that the Bills are going to try and limit Josh Allen and what he does is his average depth of target was only six compared to 11 and a 9.3 or whatever it was the past two years. I'm going to go with the Bills. (sighs) Moving on to a game that may or may not be more fun, uh, at least not very fun for Gavin, Tampa Bay against the Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay comes into this game with eight-and-a-half-point favorites, as eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Gavin, I am going to let you sulk, and I'm going to make you go last. I'm going to go. So I think in this game, first of all, Tampa Bay's defense is really good. Carlton Davis looked awesome last week covering Michael Thomas. Uh, Levante David, always underrated. They gave up, obviously, just one week sample size. They only gave up 4.1 yards per play last week, which was third in the NFL. Now, one thing you do have to think about when it comes to the spread, Chris Godwin is doubtful. But Tom Brady's really fucking pissed. And I'm somebody who gets a little giddy when I see a quarterback get really, really upset, and I know they're going to go against a really, really, really bad defense, and I think he's going to absolutely kill them because I trust Tom Brady. I've said it time and time again already. I trust Tom Brady. Mike Evans is healthy healthy again. He was not a limited part participant. He was a full participant in practice this week, and he's, getting, he's going against a defense that gave up eight net yards per attempt to Derek Carr last week. 
I mean, and plus, plus Tom Brady trusts Scotty Miller. So even if Chris Godwin's out, I'm taking Tampa Bay. I'm going for it. I'm going all in. I'm going to go to Connor this time. So I agree with a lot of what you said. I think Brady's going to play mad this week. I think he's going to absolutely smoke Carolina defense. I also think that whether it's Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette, whoever ends up running the ball for Tampa Bay is going to absolutely run roughshod over that awful Panthers running defense. I mean, they got destroyed by Josh Jacobs. Awful. Awful. Terrible. Really bad. I think I could run against them, and I don't even think I could run below a six-second 40, and I think I could run against them. Terrible. I'm angry that they let Josh Jacobs destroy me in fantasy, Gavin. Okay? Tell him to shape up. You call him. Okay. You call. You get your boys in line. I wish I gave you. Uh, you continue this bullying. I'm pick, uh, by the way, I'm I'm gonna pick uh, the the Buccaneers. Okay. <laughs> uh, Beachmeadow, you go. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks too. I think it's a get right week for them. I think last week a lot of people were like, "Oh, Tom Brady, who's gonna pick?" Blah blah blah. I think Brady looks really good here. I think the Panthers will be lucky to score ten points on the Bucks. I think Bridgewater throws at least two picks. Yeah, so I, I got the Bucks by a lot as well. Funny that you actually added the two picks thing in there because he's not—he's not really somebody who usually throws picks. But I, I do agree. I think he can come out with one or two in this game because the Bucks defense is just—they are—they are just really good, honestly. Gavin, um, go on. Okay. All right. Go off, King. I'm, I'm not gonna—I'm not really disagreeing with anything y'all said. Um. So Brady looked a little little poopy last week. Um, not as bad as many people make it out to be. Yeah, that pick six was pretty horrid. Um, but he didn't play that terribly. And that Saints defense is about a, about a lot a lot better than the Panthers defense. I don't think Tom Brady makes a mistake this week, if I'm being honest. We got one pressure last week against a, a decent Las Vegas O-line. Um, we don't have a pass rush. Uh, we don't have a secondary. Um, we have Tahir Whitehead starting middle linebacker. Terrible. I don't, we can't, I, we can't, the only good player on this whole entire defense is fucking Trey Boston. And that's it. And anyway, okay. So Teddy Bridgewater is good against the spread, right? He always has been. It's the kind of quarterback he is. Um, however, I think that we get absolutely annihilated. And I'm not even going to blink picking the Buccaneers at eight and a half. I think this is going to be a rough game. Um, the only good player we have, not good player. Okay, on offense, CMC, right? Look at CMC last season. He had like two bad games, and they were both against the Buccaneers. And if anything, this Buccaneers defense got better. And I think it's going to be a rough day for CMC. We're going to average like three yards a carry. Bridgewater is going to have his, you know, five and a half yards per attempt. It's just going to be sad. It's going to be a sad day being a Panthers fan. So, again, I'm not blinking. I'm picking the Bucks. He's picking the Bucks. Going to our next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the mighty, the Steel Curtain. They come. They go into a game against the Denver Broncos with seven point as seven point favorites. Going against Connor's Drew Locke, Connor's <laughs> favorite quarterback, Drew Locke. I'm gonna let Peachman take this away. I'm gonna let you uh, fanboy out. Take take it away. Um, I'm excited. I think. The Steelers are going to come out big this week. I think Big Ben needs a little rust off of him last week, as you saw the entire first half of that game. And yet somehow they still ended up slapping the Giants in the second half. 
Um, <clears throat> I think the Drew Locke is looked really, really not really bad, but he did not look good last week. Um, and I don't think he's any match for the Steelers D. I do think the Steelers secondary looked a little iffy last week, but I think this week they will resolve that. Um, so yeah, give me the Steelers. Give me Big Ben putting 350 yards on them. 350 yards. He's taking he's taking the the Steelers minus seven. Pretty a lot a lot of points a lot of points right there. But he's confident in his team. Gavin, do you feel the same confidence? I mean, I'm probably not the same amount of confidence that that Spinney has, given that he's a Steelers fan. I think that's gonna blind him a little bit, but I don't think he's that far off. I think. You know, if only someone would have predicted that Drew Locke wasn't a good quarterback, you know, if someone would just would have said it on the podcast. Um, just somebody, just if, one. Just one person, if one person. Or maybe multiple, I don't know. Of, if anyone had any kind of doubt in Drew Locke as a quarterback, maybe, you know, maybe we wouldn't have been so high on him going into last week. Anyways, I think this is going to be an absolute just stink fest for Drew Locke. I think it's going to be terrible. I think he's going to really show his ass this week and it's going to be awful. This Steelers defense is pretty good. They had they had like no turnover coming into this season on defense. Like and that and we talked about continuity being important for this season. Um the, the, Drew Lock's going to get so fucked this week and uh, you know um Big Ben, he came back. He's looking good. Um well, better. You know, better than I think I thought given his uh his elbow deal, and uh, he didn't look great last time we did see him play. I'm going to avoid talking about Drew Locke because of what Gavin just said. I think that was a much bigger L than my prediction on Drew Locke. <laughs> so I'm going to still go with the Steelers. They have a great defense, and uh, I, I think they're going to destroy the Broncos this week. So if, I were, so if this was our week one game, I would have said, you know what, maybe, just maybe, the Steelers can get beat on the ground. Maybe. I didn't think Drew Locke was going to beat him. had no idea. Then they go into New York, and Saquon Barkley goes for 15 carries and 6 yards. This, this defense is just stacked all around. They, you you want to pass on them? T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree are going to come. And Cam, uh, Kate, yeah, Cam Hayward. I almost said Casey Hayward again. Cam Hayward are coming after you. You try and run the ball. Fucking Devin Bush in his second year, uh, or is it, it's his second year, right? Yeah, or, yeah, second year. Second year, he's only going to get better. Freak athlete at the linebacker position. And in this game, Von, again, Von Miller is out. He's on the IR. He's probably not going to play all year. They just put A.J. Boye on the IR as well. He's he's probably going to come back, but he's on a temporary IR. Cortland Sutton might not play. Who's going to make plays for the Denver Broncos in this game? I just I have no idea who's going to do it. Melvin Gordon. I have no idea. So fun stat for uh, Drew Locke, though, uh, Connor. Listen, so his average depth of target this week was nine point two. So his average depth of target on his completions. So his average depth when actually completing the ball was three point eight. It's not good. No, it, it's it's like you you have so many throws deep, or just deeper to where your a dot is nine point two, which would be amongst the league leaders last year, and then you can't complete any of them. He had a couple of drops from Jerry Judy, to be fair. 
but still. Yeah, but you also, you, you know, he, had, he you look at the box score numbers, 22 of 33, 216 yards, a touchdown, a, a touchdown, 95.0 passer rating, and he had two fumbles, and he was bad. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, even with them being favored. I just, I just don't see who's going to make plays in this team, and I'm scared by the points, but like I keep saying, just I'm scared. I'm scared. I, I'm scared by the points, but they're not going to make any plays on the Denver side of the ball. Talk about making plays. DeAndre Swift made zero plays last week, dropped the ball in the end zone. Lions lost the game, and they go into Green Bay as the underdogs, 6.5 point underdogs. Gavin, how do you feel about this game? Oh, man, this is a tough one because I picked the Lions to be the Bears last week, and boy, did that blow up in my face. Um, so, Michigan... Yeah, you fucking idiot. Suck a butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I deserve that. So, um, I lost that game, too. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think DeAndre Swift lost that game for all of us. Um, but if if Aaron Rodgers... I th- okay, first, I think this line is a little bit of an overreaction. Maybe a little bit. I think that Aaron Rodgers, while, yes, he looked incredible, um, I think this is this line is assuming that he's going to keep that up, which it very, it very well might. Um, and I think, you know, Okuda, I think, is going to be in the lineup this week. And I, I bet I'm not sure about your font. I, I haven't looked at the injury report. Um, I know last week... True font is questionable, I believe. Yeah. Um, he, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, he is out. And so is Kenny Galladay. Yeah. A Kelly, Kenny Galladay again for my fantasy team. I'm going to cry a little bit for that. Um, so with that, with, with, you know, they're one of their top two corners and their top receiver being out, it's going to be tough, but I, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's an NFC North matchup. Uh, you said, you said how many points? Six and a half. I think if we've seen anything from the last few um, matchups between the Packers and the Lions, well, obviously it's not quite the same roster. They've all been close. A Hail Mary in there as well. I'm sure we've all seen a thousand times. Um, and I think that this game will be close, and I think six and a half is a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Lions to cover. Um, but I am really excited to see uh, Aaron Rodgers and see if he can continue this revenge tour against the Lions. So, Connor. Do you think Aaron Rodgers can continue this fuck you tour? I think he can. I do think he benefited a lot last week from playing really, really young and inexperienced cornerbacks in Minnesota. And it was also week one after a very truncated offseason. So I think everybody was a little bit rusty. What if the Lions I, have an inexperienced Lions have Jeff Akuda, who An inexperienced corner. He, he is inexperienced, but he's he's more talented than anybody the Vikings have in their second. Ah, okay, that's fine. Cornerbacks. Does, but does his hurt hamstring concern you going against Devontae Adams? Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm personally picking the Packers here because I think Aaron Rodgers at least will continue his play against the Lions. I mean, I watched that game against the Vikings. He absolutely picked them apart. He looked like old vintage Aaron Rodgers. I think Matt Lafleur is a terrific coach. Obviously, Devontae Adams might be one of the three or four best receivers in football. For whatever reason, he also likes Alan Lazard, who honestly I didn't even know before I started studying for our fantasy draft even existed. But, you know, I mean, what are you going to say? I think the Packers are one of the best teams in the NFC, and Matt Patricia is pretty much an expert at choking away football games. 
So I'm going to go with the Packers taking this one and covering the spread. And Gavin, just making sure, just for, uh, just for uh, record keeping, you did pick Detroit with the points, right? I did, I did. Okay, cool. Uh, Pishmini, where, what about you? You know, coming into the year, I was very low on Aaron Rodgers. Part of me still really wants to be low, but it was really hard after that game. Like you guys said, really bad defense, inexperienced, a lot of young guys. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to start to fall back to earth, but I don't think it's going to be this week. I think he's going to come back and look just like he did last week. And I think it'll be close for the first half, like you said. They're division rivals. It's going to be a close game. But I think by the fourth quarter, they go up by a bunch and run the ball to finish the game. Yeah, I see this. This is another one of those tough games where, you know, it's a division rival. It's a lot of points. And in my opinion, it's definitely a little bit of an overreaction, given how bad the Minnesota Vikings defense was. But also, this is a Lions team that did just make Mitch Trubisky look like one of the top five quarterbacks in the league in the fourth quarter last week. You know, it's just. It's one of those things where, you know, can you really trust this Detroit team? They were one they they were one of my picks to make the wild card this year. And, you know, I I would be I I almost feel like if DeAndre Swift just made that touchdown t- catch that I'd feel much better about this game, but I kinda don't. But you know, I think Matt Patricia and the Offensive staff for the Lions are going to try and run the ball down Green Bay's throat, which is based on last year their uh, their weakness. And I I think they're going to at least kind of keep it somewhat close. If not, they're going to get garbage time touchdowns, a la the Cincinnati Bengals, who fucked me. So I'm going to be on the right side of history here, and I'm going to pick Detroit with the points. But Green Bay is going to win. Moving on, uh, Jacksonville against Tennessee. I'll I'll go first real quick because I don't really have much to say about this game. I think that last week the Jaguars clearly only really won because of an element of surprise. I don't think they really did anything great. I mean, Minshew technically was efficient. I mean, he was 19 of 20, but I mean, it was only 20 attempts. The rushing game wasn't really all that great. It was more on the fact that Philip Rivers threw two picks and just kind of just kept them in the game. I think that Derrick Henry and the Titans are just going to absolutely run down the Jaguars' throats. And I, I really have nothing else to say about it. I'm just taking the Titans because I think it's just going to be a shit show. Yeah, I feel like... Um, emphasis on Derrick- Move a little closer here, Mike Gavin. I think we're having trouble picking you up a little bit. Okay, so is that better? Yeah. Okay, so I think you're right as far as the running down their throats because Derrick Henry, every single time he plays the Jaguars, um, as Chris said once, he plays like one of the Jaguars players fucked his wife um, every single time. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's been the case the past two times, I believe, that they've played. He is absolutely right. Like, Beastquake part four, dude, like was against the Jaguars and it was most one of the most incredible runs I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, as, as, as much of a fan as I am of the run game, um, 
you know, I think that's going to be a big part of this game. Uh, Mike Vrabel very made it very obvious that he wants Derrick Henry to get the ball. Um, and I think that the Jags are bad enough to where they can make the run game look like it matters. Um, and so I think, you know, have Derrick Henry stomp on the Jags, throw in a little play action with Tannehill where he's really good. Um, maybe get AJ Brown back looking relevant again. Corey Davis uh, broke out last week. And of course, in Corey Davis fashion um, is questionable heading into this week on the injury report. So Brown is um, also out this week. Huh? Brown, AJ Brown is also not starting this week. He's not. He's out. He's out. Oh, he's out. He's he might out. Be multiple weeks. Yeah. So that's, that's also yeah, not good for my other fantasy team. So, all right, well, if we have Corey Davis and AJ Brown out, that's, that'll be interesting. But I still think that the, the Titans, the Titans win. Um, what'd you say the spread was? Sorry. It's a rather big spread. It's uh, seven and a half points, which concerns me a little bit. I just, I really just think the Jacksonville Jaguars just got really, really lucky last week. And I don't think, I don't think the Titans are going to turn the ball over like the Colts did last week. And I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I I think seven and a half points, dude, that's a lot. And I think that like Gardner Minshew, yeah, he, he only threw the ball 20 times, but I think even what we saw last year from Gardner Minshew, I think he's tank proof. Um, I think that the Jaguars aren't going to really be able to tank that well with him at quarterback. Um, dude, that seven and a half is a lot. I am actually, you know, as much as I just talked to the Titans with their two possible starting wide receivers out, um, I think I might take Minshew magic here, uh, to cover, not going to win, but all right, fuck you. Connor go. (laughs) So I'm also going to hop on the Minshew uh, mania bandwagon here. Seven and a half points is just a lot of points to give. Any team, this is going to be a division matchup. The Titans are definitely going to be missing A.J. Brown. They could possibly also be missing Corey Davis. That means that, honestly, it's going to be Jonu Smith, my fantasy tight end, who's looking to get a big increase in his workload this week, which is good for me. I also have Derrick Henry, who should absolutely run just all over that Jacksonville defense. But, you know, Gardner Minshew is good enough to keep this thing within seven points. It's a lot of points. The Titans don't have a great offense. They're missing some of their weapons. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Henry's going to do really well, but I think that I'm going to pick the uh, Jaguars to cover the the massive spread. All right, P. Schmitty, get in this hole with me. Ride with me. I'm sorry. I cannot join you. I'm going to have to jump on the Minshew oh, train as well. God. I do think right. the Titans win this one, but I... I think Minshew is playing for his job. He, like Gavin said, he's tank-proof. If you know they get the first or second pick, they're taking a QB, and Minshew is out of the starting job. I think he knows that, and he's going to play with some fire under him all season. So, yeah, give me the Jags. All right, and moving on to our next game, because uh, I'm a lone wolf on that first game, so uh, fuck you all. The Rams going against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, the Eagles are favorites favorites in this game by one and a half points. And this is our first Chris bomb. Da, da, da. Robert Woods signed a new contract uh, during his podcast. Four years, $68 million, $32 million guaranteed. Connor, will that money help motivate him to absolutely shit on this uh, Eagles secondary? Connor, you're, uh, you're muted. I, muted. I was muted. Uh, I was talking uh, to myself. Uh, I had some very insightful yeah. commentary, but I guess I'll have to settle for this. 
So, yeah, I mean, if that doesn't motivate you to, to shit on the Eagles secondary, I don't think really anything will. Um, you know, I think the Rams are absolutely going to manhandle the Eagles. I saw what Aaron Donald did to my Cowboys. I saw the way he just absolutely just threw Connor Williams and Ezekiel Elliott like across the field. This Eagles offensive line, it's banged up. It's not very good. They let eight sacks up to the red to the Washington football team. Caught myself. Um, I mean, Washington has a good pass rush, but Aaron Donald's probably the one of the best football players in the NFL. I think he's absolutely going to destroy the Eagles front line. I don't think this is going to be a close game. Uh, at the end of the day, I think the Rams are going to win it, and they're going to win it big. Win it big, Connor. Uh, just no, just an alternate question. Say somebody wanted to put an alternate line to this game. To what point would you give the Rams the advantage? Ten would points. You, you give you get you you would bet ten, 10 points, points in favor of the Rams. I I think I would. I mean. Carson Wentz got absolutely manhandled week one. I don't see how the offensive line is going to do better against Aaron Donald. I thought you were going to say a touchdown. The fact that you're saying 10 points is wild. I have very little faith in the Eagles, and I saw what the Rams did to my Cowboys, who I think are a much better team than the Eagles. Do you think that maybe Connor's just full of shit and 10 points is just kind of a lot, and maybe this game can potentially be in the Eagles' favor? I, you know, prior to Connor talking, I was going to take Rams, pretty much no questions, but I'm honestly leaning towards the Eagles all of a sudden. Don't know what it was that swayed me. So, you know, I almost feel the same way because Connor's confidence, granted, he did have the best record of all the three of us who were on the show last week. I'm a football guru. He's a football guru, I guess. Gavin, what do you have to say to the football guru and his analysis? Well, the football guru got one more pick right than me last week. So, I, you know, I don't know if guru is the right word, especially because he lost more than he won. So, um, I think that I am the one who called for the moment of silence and the moment of prayer last week for Carson Wentz um, in this game because I think Aaron Donald is – should be a very big worry for anybody that has anything to do with the Eagles organization coming up this week. Um, the Eagles O-line looked absolutely terrible. It is absolutely terrible. Um, I know injuries play a big part in that, but that's part of the game and that's part of reality. Um, they're, it's going to be a rough day for Carson Wentz. And I think it's going to be a bounce back week for Carson Wentz. Um which is why this this is hard because I don't think Carson Wentz can play as poorly as he did last week. He looked absolutely just terrible last week. Um, I don't think that's the kind of player he is. Um, this Rams defense, like Jalen Ramsey's good, Aaron Donald's good, the rest of the defense is suspect. But hey, they played well enough to make the Cowboys look shitty too. So you know, um, who knows? One and a half points. It's basically it's a pick 'em basically. Uh, and you know, I think man, this is tough. Fuck it. I'm, I'll make my buddy Adam proud. I'll, I'll take the Eagles. So what worries me about the Eagles is that they have absolutely zero weapons. Consistent weapons, at least. Like, they have Zach Ertz. They have Dallas Goddard. But if your two number one options are tight ends, 
that kind of worries me a little bit because this is a guy who last week he had an average depth of target of over 11, over 11 yards. And that's even with the offensive line being as bad as it is. So if you're throwing it deep all this time, even while you're getting sacked eight times by Washington football team, like I, Something's got to change offensively. It's got to be your. It's got to be your game plan. It's got to be maybe you block better. But they're facing Aaron Ro- Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald, who had a pressure in over thirty one percent of snaps last week against the Cowboys, who were supposed to have a much better line than the than the Philadelphia Eagles. Who, I mean, they do because of injuries. But fuck. Well, they will have Lane Johnson and they will have Miles Sanders. But will that matter in stopping Aaron Donald? No. I will give the Eagles a little bit of credit. It was against the Washington football team, but they had a league-best defense in terms of yards per play. They only gave up 3.4 yards per play, but it's kind of hard to play defense and not give up points when your quarterback throws two interceptions and fumbles twice. I'm going to take... uh, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams with the points. I think it's a safer pick considering how bad and depleted that offensive line is. And I'm not exactly sure who's going to get the ball and when. Next game, Minnesota at Indianapolis. I'm going to take this first. I'm going to say, first of all, boys, what is football all about? It's about fucking running into each other, running into the fucking ground, ground and pound, baby. This is what this game is going to be. It's going to be so fucking boring. It's going to be really boring. It's going to be running the ball 50 times, 60 times, and I'm going to want to put my head through a fucking wall. But you know what? It's football. I'm going to love it. I personally think that this Indianapolis defense is pissed that they got beat by Gardner Minshew and his 19 of 20 stat line. I think they're going to play a lot better this week. And I think one thing that really worries me is that this could be a really, really, Really big Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris game for the Minnesota Vikings because apparently Philip Rivers just doesn't know how to do any games without throwing a pick, no matter how good his offensive line is. I thought going into the season that Philip Rivers would be like, oh, I have seven seconds in the pocket. I don't need to force this into coverage. Nope. Nope. So it's close. It's really fucking close. But I think that the Colts are going to come away with this. And I'm very, I'm, I, I might end up changing my pick over the weekend. I'm not exactly sure. But for the show and for the show's records, I'm going to go with the Colts right now. And I'm not feeling great about it. Peace, Mini. Uh, what's the spread in the game? It is a field goal. They are favored by a field goal. The Colts are? Yes. Mm, it's tough. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I was also high on the Vikings uh, this year. Unfortunately, I'm already not high on them at all anymore. <laughs> After one week. Yeah. I maybe say? I should have listened. Maybe I chose that because you hyped them up. Or didn't hype them up, I should say. But, uh... I think oh, maybe Rivers comes out of this one without a pick or two. I, I think it's possible. I think the Colts take this game. Like you said, it's going to be a slow, boring, low-scoring game. But I, I've got the Colts here. 
Connor, you, you, you hopping in this hole? You coming in? No, I, I think I'm, I'm going to leave you two down there for now by yourselves. Um, you know, I was also a big believer in the Vikings heading into this season. And week one definitely shook my confidence in them. But I could say the same thing for the Colts. I thought Phil Rivers would be for okay. Sure. He looked awful week one. Seems like he can't keep the ball on, you know, he can't help himself from giving the ball to the other side. Well, let, let's let's be fair. Let's call a spade a spade. He looked he about 46 for the most times. part. He did have to throw he, 46 times. Yes, I know. Well, not, not even that. No, I'm not even talking about that. Just like he... He didn't look bad. It's just he ha- he just has those two plays. He had the two picks. Like just he's gonna have those good those good moments, and then for some fucking reason, he just can't go a game without throwing picks. So he is. Um, yeah, I had a lot of I had a decent amount of faith in the Colts heading into this season. I was a little shook by their Week One performance. I think is it Michael Pittman is questionable. Correct. Um, I believe so. Let me let me double check that for you. Which I'm a big Michael. I I love that pick for them. Him not playing, I think. I think I can't see him do. I, yeah, he didn't do much of that game, but he's a very talented young player. He will get better. Um, I just don't see the Colts taking this one. I'm I have Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team. I'm probably definitely biased. I have a vested interest in the Vikings not sucking, so. I'm gonna try to talk, I'm gonna try to manifest this into reality. I'm gonna pick the Vikings in Kirk Cousins we trust, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I don't really have a whole lot of faith in the Vikings, but I'm gonna at least give them one more week of my trust. Yeah, he's he's Michael Pittman's questionable, but my what my thing is is I I really like T. Y. Hilton, and I really really like um, fuck. Why, why do I always Paris do this? Campbell. Paris Campbell, thank you. Fuck, I, I thought I was going to go We. I was doing so good so far where I don't speak before I have my mind made up, where I I'm actually okay. think of what I'm going to say first. It's like I, I, I beat myself every time. Paris Campbell, really good week last week. I, I think they're going to beat up on the Vikings corners when they do pass the ball. So I think there's going to be a big Jonathan Taylor day. Gavin, what do you think? So... Kirk Cousins last week, okay. Bring your mic closer. Okay. So Kirk Cousins last week actually like, yes, he went into the first half, the end of the first half, throwing the ball four times, right? That was, I don't know what kind of game plan that was. I, You know, I obviously they're trying to go ground heavy. Um, but I think as much as people want to shit on Kirk Cousins, I, you know, I think Kirk Cousins is too good of a quarterback to be doing that. Um, and I, I don't really love the system. I like what Stefanski did last year with the play action and, and rolling him out and, and giving him, um, you know, more open throws and, and whatever. But I, I, coming into the season, I was, I was not as low as Chris, obviously on the Vikings. I had them going eight and eight, uh, missing the playoffs, but I was higher on the Colts. And I still think that, you know, Phillip Rivers, yes, he lost to the Jaguars, but again, yeah, he didn't play that badly outside of those two plays. You, you know, but you can't obviously you can't throw those picks like out. They happened. He lost. But I think, like I said earlier, with Dallas, this is a must-win game, and it's only week two. Um, for for Indianapolis, especially a team that was so hyped coming into the season, they, they were they were the the team that was you know a quarterback away, them and the Bucks, and they both got that quarterback. Um, now they just need to perform, and so. 
I'm going to say I still have faith in the Colts. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to take them this week to cover. Okay, I I thought you were going the other way. Uh, so Connor's the only one in the think, Vikings again. You this, think it's more of a must-win game for the Vikings or more of a must-win game for the Colts? Well, I think I personally think it's more of a must-win for the Vikings just because I think in the AFC South, I think it's such like a shit show with the Texans where we don't know how they're going to be this year and the Titans, the Titans aren't necessarily like amazing. Oh, I, they might make the playoffs, but it's not like they're going to really like dominate anybody. And then the fucking Jaguars, we all know about them. Uh, Gavin, what about you? Uh, well, I mean, like, I guess I'm coming from the viewpoint of coming into this season, the Colts had a lot of hype because they had a really good roster, really good offensive line, and they just needed a quarterback. You know, Jacoby Brissett wasn't that special really at all. Um, NC State man. But um, then they bring in another NC State man with Phillip Rivers, and I think that everyone expected them to be contenders this year. You know, obviously it's in the AFC. You'd have to go through Baltimore and you have to go through Kansas city, but I think people expected them to compete. And so I think going Owen two, given that kind of hype would be really disappointing for a lot of people like Colts fans, especially. Um, and for the Vikings, I didn't really hear a whole lot of people hyping them up outside of maybe P Smitty, <laughs> but um, I, I think that I came into this thinking they were going to come third in the division. That's where I had them and not making the playoffs. So maybe it's a must win for them. But like I've also said, I think that they have way too many like rookies trying to start and, you know, produce in the, in the first year. And I, I just don't, they're in like a half rebuild, half trying to compete in the NFC North. And I just don't, I don't like where they are. And, and so maybe to them it's a must win, but I, I see this more of a must win for the Colts. All right. Going to my beloved, my, my loves, the New York Giants <laughs> going into Chicago as five and a half point underdogs. I have no feel for this game except for the fact that I think five and a half points for a Mitch Trubisky led offense is entirely too much. That's really that's really all I have to say. I think I think for the most part, Daniel Jones looked pretty good against the Steelers defense and I don't think and I think the Steelers defense is honestly much better than Chicago Bears defense. I think he held his own. I think he stood in the pocket strong and really the only person you have to worry about on the Chicago Bears defense is really Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson. Other than that, they have a bunch Akeem Hicks, of course, but other than that, like you have a bunch of guys where you like you can potentially beat them and it's not like Mitch Trubisky is anything great. And Giants defense is anything great, but for the whole first half last year, not last year, last week, they they held their own for the most part. So I'm going to take the Giants with the points, and I don't necessarily think they're going to win, but I, I think this is going to be a close game. I think the Giants will come out with the, with the points and spread. Gavin, what do you think? Uh, dude, I, okay, so this is also, yeah, a very weird game. I think that Trubisky was pretty pretty uh i was gonna say awful but that's just the kind of the baseline with trubisky um so i think he just played like himself the first three quarters uh, against the lions and then for some reason in the fourth quarter maybe it was maybe it was because the lions you know secondary got a little banged up going into the fourth quarter and he kind of just took advantage of it um and has you know some kind of may i don't know some coming would 
to Jesus moment or something. I don't know what happened. I don't think that's going to be something we could expect from Trubisky um, going forward. Um, given that though, the Giants defense is so fucking horrendous. Like, I mean, to, to you talk shit about the Panthers defense all you want, but the, the Giants are not a good team. I mean, I don't, I, I, you're not going to no. debate me on that. I don't think, but no. um, th- they're not good. And um, I think the Giants O line is pretty whack too. Um, Andrew Thomas might be good. We don't really know yet, but I think Khalil Mack um, is going to, is going to cause problems. Robert Quinn is back this week. Um, yeah. So uh, man, uh, you know, I think that the bears defense is good enough to hold Daniel Jones in check. We won't see, you know, okay. Daniel Jones last week was under pressure over 50% of his dropbacks by far the most yeah. in the league. And he still looked per respectable. PFF. Per, yeah. per, per PFF. And he, he looked respectable, you know, uh, at, which is surprising, I think, to a lot of us who didn't, you know, Daniel Jones is one of those wild cards. We didn't know what he was going to be, but he, he looked all right. Um, but I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to convince myself to, to, to pick the Giants at this point. Um, I, five and I, what, points. I know five and a half points is a lot. And it's a lot. And you're trusting Mitch Trubisky. And then the thing is, is I trust Daniel Jones going forward more than I trust Trubisky. I don't, and I don't think that's that hot of a take at all. Um, I would rather have Daniel Jones as my quarterback on my team than Mitch Trubisky. I just think it's going to be such a rough day for Daniel Jones, but it can't be rougher than last week. So fuck it. I'm taking the Giants. Fuck it. He's taking the Giants. <laughs> Who's coming with us? Who's riding us to one and one? Who's doing this? Connor, you're riding the Giants. Tell me you're riding the Giants. What are you doing? So first of all, just because you guys choose the Giants, doesn't mean you think they're going to win. I'm assuming Gavin would dispute that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm profoundly uninterested in this game. I think the Giants are a really bad team. I think Mitchell Trubisky is a really bad quarterback. I think it's going to be close. Five and a half points is a decent margin. I think Daniel Jones did look pretty good week one, especially going against a really good Steelers uh, defense. So I'm I'm actually gonna also pick the Giants for the spread. I still think they're gonna lose, but I'm I'm gonna join you guys in that hole. Also, we're, I have to mid podcast because I have pre-existing uh, arrangements outside that's of this fine, podcast. So goodbye, fine. all of our interested listeners or listener. The plural the plurality there was a little bit uh, ambitious, but I will see you next time. All right, Connor, get the hell out of here. You picked the Giants. I'm very happy about it. We'll make sure to tweet your picks once we have them. I will send. I will show you. Uh, I'll see you later tonight. And is he, is he, he left. He didn't listen. He didn't. He just. He just left me. Um, Connor makes me feel lonely because I am often talking to myself with him, and um, there it was again. Moment of silence for Chris. And moving past that. Moving past it. Peach Mitty, how do you feel about this game? Um, I think it's really difficult not to take the Giants here. I honestly can see the Giants winning this game as well. So I'm I definitely going to the Giants. Am I, am um, I crazy? No, am I, I think Jones really did look pretty good last week. He had a couple of tough plays. But like we said, it was the, as I know how good they are. Um, yeah, I was impressed that he could get the ball so quickly. And with that kind of pressure, I think even if Cool Mac is having himself a game, I think if they stick with the game plan of trying to get the ball out quick, they can be more can be still be efficient. Um, yeah, give me the Giants for sure. 
Let's do it. Uh, this this game we probably don't even really need to gloss over. But, 49ers. Uh, Let's pass it. 49ers, Jets. Uh, I, I'm going to make a point real quick. George Kittle might be out. Richard Sherman yeah. is on the IR. Uh, Jimmy G last week didn't look great. But does it even fucking matter? Jameson Crowder's out in the Jets. I mean, does it fucking matter? Because not. Okay, so on the count of three, I'm going to say the spread. We're going to do this really quick. San Francisco 49ers come in as seven-point favorites. One, two, three. 49ers. Nice. Let's, let's right, move on. Look at that. Look at that. Moving on really quick because this is this is going to be – I think this is going to be a shit show. I, I think the Jets have a chance to be the worst team in the league. Moving on to an actually kind of interesting game, if you kind of think about it. It's, it is the Washington football team, the 1-0, number one in the NFC East, going against the Arizona Cardinals. The line is the Cardinals are coming in as a full touchdown favorite. And I'll go real quick. Yes, Washington football team had eight sacks last week. He was also going against, not he, the team was going against Carson Wentz, who had a 12.4 average depth target, despite the fact that he had zero time and zero offensive line help. No weapons. No offensive line, and they were still throwing it like it was it was do or die every play. Carson, not Carson, Kyle, Kyler Murray last week, going against arguably a better front seven in the 49ers front seven, he had an average depth target of 4.8. And that's because he doesn't really have a good offensive line. But you know what? That's part of the game plan. Part of the game plan is saying, hey, I don't have a good offensive line. We're going to get the ball out quick. I'm not going to let Chase Young beat me. And also, Kyler Murray last week had 91 rush yards there, and they let him use his legs. And uh, uh, Washington's offense last week had the worst offense in the league, despite the 27 points that were on the board. They averaged 3.4 yards per play. 3.4. Last in the league. I, I'm... I, I might sound like I'm more on the 49, not 49ers, the Cardinals than I actually am. I actually, I, I, I feel like this might be a close game, but also I'm still going to take the Cardinals because I feel like if I picked the Washington football team here, despite everything I said just now, I'm going to look like a jackass. So I'm, I'm just going to go with the Cardinals. Peach Mini, what do you think? It's funny because, you know, when we talked earlier, I'm, Still buying into the Cardinals height and the Kyler Murray height. I think he's going to have a really good season. But I think with that spread, and not that I think they're going to win, but I think I'm going to take Washington here. Yeah, it, it, it is it is a big spread, and I'm, I'm a little worried about it, but it's just that 3.4 yards per play is just getting to yeah, me. It's just like it, it, it's just it's really, really getting to me. And Arizona doesn't have a good defense. They don't. And... All right, well, okay. So, I'm talking myself into it. I'm changing my pick. I'm going to Washington. It is the smarter pick. It is the better pick. I'm going Washington, plus seven. Gavin, don't make me change my mind again. Okay. So I think that last week the, the Cardinals won, right? They beat the Niners in an upset. Uh, we talked about Jimmy G not looking good. 
I think if you look at the the box score, you know, Kyler didn't look that bad. He had 91 rushing yards. He made some plays on the ground with his legs. He didn't really look that great either. He had a pretty yeah. low um, yards per attempt, if I'm not mistaken. He didn't really push the ball downfield. Um, he force-fed DeAndre Hopkins the ball. Um, like you said, the the Cardinals defense didn't look great. And um, if I might point out, I was one of the um, Isaiah Simmons to Carolina proponents, and I was crushed when we took Derrick Brown. Um, given that, Isaiah Simmons looked lost last week. He got absolutely torched. Um, and, you know, so that's, that's making me feel a little better uh, about it. Anyway, that, that's I digress. Um, I think that while we are, by we, a lot of people are a year early on the Cardinals. They just beat the Niners. I think the Washington football team is a lot worse of a team. Um, this might be a bit of an overreaction, but I think that the Washington football team hype is also a bit of an overreaction. Yes, they beat the Eagles, but that's not the first time that they've played the Eagles well, and the Eagles were also just bad last week. I think we're, we're hyping the, the Washington football team up. Sorry, uh, my friends Matt and Zach that are listening. Um, I just don't have faith. I think that Kyler has a good game this week, um, and so I'm, I'm going to take them minus seven uh, against the Washington football team. Yeah, big emphasis on team there. Uh, I'm see, I I hate I hate that I brought all those facts up, and I'm still going against those facts. I feel like a jackass, but moving on, I digress. Baltimore Ravens go into Houston as seven and a half point favorites. Honestly, here's the one thing I'll actually really say about this game. I think that Lamar Jackson has the potential, like. I don't think we've seen his best yet. And I feel like like with Patrick Mahomes, I, I tweeted this on Twitter. How much further does Patrick Mahomes have to go? Like, how much better can he actually get? Like, reasonably. He's had his 5,000-yard season with 50 touchdowns. He's had a Super Bowl-winning season already. How much better can he really get? Of course he's going to get better. He's going to see more defenses. He's going to read more defenses. He's going to be so good for the rest of his career. He's going to win two, three, four, who knows how many more Super Bowls. With that said, Lamar Jackson, even last year in his MVP season, we didn't see his full development yet as a passer. We still had question marks, even in MVP season, about his passing. Not like saying like he's a bad passer, but last year he was like a top 10 passer. This year, I mean, his first game, we didn't, I didn't even get to say it's an overreaction, but his first game, 275 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 11 yards per attempt on t- a 10.1 average depth of target, seven carries, 45 yards. He's always going to have the good rushing. But his weapons this year are actually healthy. Mark Andrews, he's always going to be a beast. Marquise Brown, he went five, five for 101. Average depth of target of 19 yards downfield. And the balls that Lamar was throwing to him were absolutely fucking dimes. Yeah, if Lamar Jackson can be, like, I know he was, like, a like top 10 passer last year. If he can be a top 5, top 3 passer to where, like, I'm not only scared of his legs. And I'm not saying that's how it was last year. He was very, very effective passing the ball last year. I don't want, don't hear what I'm not saying. Lamar Jackson was very good passing the ball last year. 
but the fact that there's room to go up should scare the rest of the NFL. Because Patrick Mahomes, I think we're already at full send. We're absolutely fucking terrified of you. I don't think we've seen the best of Lamar Jackson yet, and that's fucking terrifying. And I know P. Schmitty's scared because he's a Steelers fan. But with that said, for for just this game though, I don't even. I I don't even. I I think this is going to be a bloodbath. I know. I know Deshaun Watson's really really good. I just I just think this is going to be like exactly like the Kansas City game, but potentially worse. I'm I'm taking them even with the spread seven and a half points. What do you guys think? Um, okay, so it's tough. And I know you know this betting against Sean Watson. I think last week, okay, I can't remember many games where he's lost by more than one score, right? He doesn't really. Um, now, last week was an exception, right? He played against the best team in the NFL, and he's going right back up against potentially the best team in the NFL. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is a rough, rough two weeks for Deshaun Watson and company. Um, last week, like I said, Deshaun Watson looked uncomfortable throwing the ball. And there's not much. This Baltimore defense is scary. They made Baker Mayfield look like a little kid. And, you know, I think that it's going to be rough. If not rougher, man, like I like Patrick Holmes is scary. Andy Reid and his system is scary but this baltimore team pounds people into the dirt and when they get a lead they will not let up and i think i'm just going to touch on the whole lamar jackson thing as far as how much better can he get last year i think he was unsustainably good he had a touchdown rate that was through the roof he would have like 17 pass attempts and four touchdowns in a game you know they that system really like made him an efficient 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 passer Right. Not 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 box score numbers is like, like touchdown, like touchdown rate and stuff like that. Like that's unsustainable. I'm talking about just strictly like accuracy sure. and like just getting better overall as a passer. I don't think we've hit the highest of his. Right. Because because box score stats last year, like, well, yes, his touchdown rate was absurd, but he didn't have that many passing yards. He had like thirty three hundred passing yards or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. But he threw for thirty five touchdowns. So something absurd, he threw, like most in the league. Um, so I think you're right. His jump from year one to year two was ridiculous. I don't know who taught him how to throw a football because it really looked like he didn't know how his rookie year. And then he went to an MVP caliber quarterback over the off season. Um, I think that, yeah, some of the balls that he was putting la- on the money last week were scary. And I think that you should be scared if you're a fan of a team in his division or the AFC or just in the NFL. If I think this and this Ravens defense and the system is incredible. And I, I th- think you're right. I think it's going to be a tough, tough, awful day for Deshaun Watson. Um, I, I feel bad for him. They took away his number one weapon. His O-line is awful. Their defense isn't great. Bill O'Brien's his coach and GM. Man, yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. He chose to re-sign. He, <laughs> said, he's, he looked at his team and he said, I want to stay here. This is my home. <laughs> I'm going to keep this and I'm going to build it from the ground up. This is my home. Uh, You're already regretting it. Yeah. 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 
So we, two of us are already taking Baltimore. What about you, Pishmi? How do you feel this game's going to be? No, I really, I really do want to take the Texans. I don't think they'll win. I want to take them. <clears throat> I've been, I was so low on the Texans coming into this year, and I really still am. I think the Ravens' defense, even, especially on paper, is much better than the Chiefs, and the Chiefs totally destroyed my man last week. I I don't see Watson having a good game. I there's a chance that he covers the spread, but give me the Ravens. Moving on to what is probably a very very easy game. We already spoken about it a little bit earlier. Kansas City, they're going into Los Angeles on what Hard Knocks. A lot of the players on Hard Knocks called the fast turf, and the Los Angeles Chargers in SoFi Stadium. I. This offense is bad. The Chargers. Really, it's really, it's horrid. It's, it's really bad. It's bad. It's, it's really bad. They Justin Herbert this week. It. I would hope so. To be honest, you hope we do. We'll, I hope we do see him because the thing is, like, I don't believe in Justin Herbert. But what is he? What is Terod Taylor gonna do that's gonna prevent me from wanting to put in my potential future uh, franchise quarterback? It's kind of the same. It's kind of the same argument with Miami and Tua. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we waiting? Like, what are we waiting for? Like, I would rather know now whether this guy's my franchise quarterback or potential franchise quarterback than just be like, no, I'm gonna let you sit on the bench behind Ryan Fitzpatrick and Terod Taylor. This isn't like a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers scenario where it's like, oh, Brett Favre still has it. I'm gonna let you sit for a year or two, Aaron Rodgers, and. Then we'll find out. This is, I'm choosing to sit my potential guy behind a, just a, a, an average quarterback to below average quarterback. I, I, I don't get it. And I don't think this game's going to be even close because the Chargers could only muster up 16 points against the Bengals. I think that uh, it's, it's a big spread, but I don't think it's even like you could honestly give me nine and a half, ten and a half, and I'd still take the Chiefs. Like, it's, you know, um, okay. Well, I don't know what the Chargers are doing. I think there are times where it's good to leave your guy on the bench. I think a good example of that was Dwayne Haskins last year. He was put out onto the field in an absolutely dumpster fire shit show of, of, a, of an organization, of an offense, of a system. Jay Gruden, one of the worst play callers ever. And I think that he was kind of just left out there to dry. And I don't, you know, I think that they did good holding off as long as they could um, before putting him out on the field. But I think that you should put Herbert out there. If you're not going to use Terod Taylor the way he should be used, the way he was used in Buffalo with Anthony Lynn too, right? He, he, he was in Buffalo with Anthony Lynn and they were doing things to maximize what you get out of Tyrod Taylor, which is sort of game manager, but also like he had a season there where he was throwing the ball downfield. He was using his legs. He was, he was, but what system are they running in Los Angeles? What are they doing? You don't, if you don't use Tyrod Taylor for his legs, what are you using him for? Why are you? Yeah, exactly. Like it's like having cam or having Lamar Jackson and like just running like a, you know, a dink and dunk kind of deal. Like what, like, what are you doing? Why do you, why are you putting Tyrod Taylor when, in there when he's an average quarterback, if that what, what we saw in the Browns was horrid and the only upside that he has over any other quarterback, right, is his legs. That's the only like extra thing he really gives you and you're not utilizing it. You're not running like a diet 
Baltimore offense. I, I don't, no one's expecting yeah. them to run a Greg Roman offense, but like you, I, I just don't get it. You're running a, a vanilla offense. You barely put up any points on the Bengals and you're going to come in to, to Kansas or not come into Kansas city, play Kansas city against they're a, gonna, a, they they're going to try and run the ball. Yeah, exactly. They That's made Deshaun Watson look like he didn't know what he was doing. I think this is going to be a terrible, terrible day for the Chargers. I think we, it might be so bad that we might see Justin Herbert this this yeah. week. Uh, yeah, I think I, it's ho- I hope so. Bad. I hope. Yeah, we do. I, I hope so too. I, you know, I'm not a Justin Herbert believer, but I, he's the only hope you have as a Chargers fan after what you saw last week. And yeah, and I, and I like I keep prefacing this and then hedging that this is all an overreaction, but I don't think it's that much of an over- overreaction in this case with Los Angeles. I think their offense was that bad. And I don't see any reason for it to be good. I just don't. And so no. with that, I've taken the Chiefs, and you could give me more points. I really am yeah. confident that they're they're going to blow these guys out of the water. Yeah. Uh, P. Schmitty, uh, you're taking Kansas City too, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think we've. I think we've spent way too much time on this game because this is gonna. This is gonna be a fucking. This is gonna be a fucking shootout. Uh, <laughs> we got two more games. I think one of them's gonna be relatively easy to pick. This next one, New England at Seattle for Sunday Night Football. Seattle comes in as. Uh, four point favorites and personally I'm picking Seattle I think there I mean there are a lot of defenders that opted out for the Patriots and I don't necessarily think the defense looked as strong as it was last week despite winning 21 to 11 but I mean they're playing the Dolphins and I mean of course they got Stephon Gilmore but I think Russ is still going to cook I mean, hopefully. Do you think that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> either way, even if you, even if they don't, it's not like the Patriots like they don't really predicate themselves on having a strong run defense. So it's like, all right, if if you really want to run the ball this game, this is really kind of the game to do it, I guess. So I'm taking Seattle, even with the four points. It's it's a decent amount of points. Uh, I'm still going to take Seattle. Yeah, I'm with you. Give me Seattle. Um... I think Russell Cook on his 15 pass attempts that he gets his game and Carson gets his 25 rushes. But, yeah, definitely can make Seattle for sure. Yeah, especially because Cam didn't look great as a passer last week. And I don't necessarily think it was his fault, but it's just he has no weapons at all. I mean, yeah. Julian Edelman isn't going to go for 200 yards this week. No, and, okay, so as a Panthers fan, this game is kind of it's kind of sad for me. I'm about to watch Cam Newton play against Greg Olson in – on two different teams from each other and not on my Panthers. And it's, it's a sad day, man. I think that about it. fuck off. All right. <laughs> Where's Eli and Odell? Fuck you. <laughs> all right. So I think that, yeah, it, it was the dolphins last week. Cam threw a, for 155 yards. They were running some abs- absurd kind of offense. I don't think it's a sustainable. I think it worked. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick did three picks. It wasn't really that hard to win last week. Um, I don't think that you can just constantly run cam 17 times against the, the Seahawks and, and expect to win. And the only way that that does happen is if Russell Wilson has one of his random, just shitty games that he does. Um, I think that maybe they play down to, to, New England's offense and it's a close game, but I really just don't see it. I think that you know, um, Cam, I love Cam and I'm rooting for him, but 
I just don't. I, it's only four points. Like honestly, I, that, that I'm comfortable picking the Seahawks um, this week. It's it's. I hope Cam is a great game. I, I'm rooting for him all season, but I'm picking the Seahawks. Moving on, uh, I think this is gonna be a pretty easy opinion. I think at least. I mean, it's a decent spread. Five and a half point favorite. New Orleans Saints going to Las Vegas and the new stadium, Allegiant Stadium, which looks fucking awesome. I'm picking the Saints. I don't care how many points. I think I think if you're the Raiders defense, you're giving up 30 plus points to Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think you're that great. I think New Orleans Saints defense is even better than last year. And I think a team like the Saints, whose offense only averaged, I think uh, I had the stat earlier, 4.1 yards per play last week against Tampa Bay. Yeah, 4.1 yards per play, which was third worst in the NFL. I think. Sean Payton's like, I want to fucking kill these guys because people are starting to doubt me. What do you guys think? And make it quick. So, I mean, come on. What, what, what are we talking about here? What the fuck are we talking about? Right. What, what the fuck are we talking about? Um, I think Drew Brees is declining into Derek Carr. And I think that's kind of a like, I think that last week we saw Ouch. Drew Brees. What? Yeah. Yeah. Drew Brees played, played terribly. Um, they still won. I think their team's great. I'm going to pick New Orleans. However, like, I don't know. I think if Drew Brees doesn't show that he's Drew Brees this week, I think it's time for a little bit of panic in New Orleans. But with Derek Carr, like Derek Carr is such a conservative quarterback last week per PFF. The first 15 scripted plays against Carolina, Derek Carr averaged over 11 yards per target. And then after those plays, it was 3.9 for the rest of the game. That's so fucking bad. Derek Carr, I don't know how they got that 2016 year out of him. I really don't. We're never going to see that again. Um, I don't think Henry Ruggs might help, but Lord, I no, I I don't I don't see this unless unless Drew Brees just really falls off a cliff. And what we saw last week is what we're going to see the rest of the season. I don't see this being a close game, so I'm picking the Saints. What, what, what are we fucking doing here? We're still talking about this game, but I thought like this should have been. 30 seconds. The fact that like, we're going so deep in this game, there is no way, no way that the Saints don't cover this game. I'm so confident. Yeah, the There's Raiders Derek suck. Carr, what What the fuck? Like, what is Derek oh, Carr going to do against the, the Raiders Saints? Suck. Yeah, the Raiders suck, and their defense is terrible. Derek Carr sucks. Against the Saints I, defense. I said Raiders defense. What, yeah, what the fuck is Derek Carr? I agree with you, though, on the Drew Brees stance. I think he is not what he was. I think this week they're going to dominate, but I think it's going to be the Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray show, and they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, I and think it's even... part of what Drew Brees was last year, but that's just me. But even now, are you taking New Orleans? No, oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. 100%. For yeah. fucking sure. Well, again, what the fuck are we talking about? It's only was five Anyways. That's ridiculous. Okay, end it, Chris. Anyways... <laughs> We're we're gonna get out of here. We went a little bit long, but I I enjoyed every second of it. I think I think we all had a great time here. Do you guys have anything to say before we head out? No, thanks for listening. Yep, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Gavin, I'm sorry to cut you off. What were you gonna say? Oh, nothing. I was just uh, I wanted to welcome Peace Penny to the show. You know, first time yeah. here. So Thank nice. you. Uh, next, study up on your Dewey Decimal System. You you, you gotta yeah yeah learn your facts learn your facts anyways thank you always for listening we'll see you guys on the uh, next one